Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe. Hey, man. How's, what's happening? Joe's being cool. Turn off the fan, will you? Hey, uh, you're, uh, you still have Thank medical you. marijuana in your system. You were high a week ago, and they say it takes a week. Oh, wow, man. Yeah, see, you're still stoned. Yeah, cool. Right, so here's Joe across from me. And we had some folks that say for most impairment, it might be 24 hours, but for other folks, it might be longer. All right, well, welcome on board, everybody. I am Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is here. Our fabulous producer is back, Mr. Rob Centers, on the other side of the glass, so we appreciate that. And uh, he's a super-duper hard worker. He is the classic uh, hard worker who juggles like 20 things in the air all at the same time. So we appreciate him uh, taking good care of us. He will be calling Pamela Falk as 9.45 a.m. comes close. She's a CBS News foreign affairs analyst, so we'll talk to her about the Russian invasion of Ukraine that's underway now. A lot of folks saying the U.S. should take a very integrally heavy, violent role there. A lot of other folks say, no, let them fight it out. Uh, and I'm some President folks Biden, and, and I'm going to be very strong. <laughs> okay. Does he you, ain't, you ain't seen nothing Does yet, he know buddy. what we're talking about? <laughs> All right. Well, so, he promised all of these sanctions, I mean, things, absolute horrible stuff. What happened to the Russians? I don't see anything happening to them. Well, and Vlad has said, don't mess in, don't mess around with me or, I'll, or we'll be in, you'll be in trouble. Well, and uh, they elaborated last night on this on MSNBC how um, the... Um, Russian government has prepared for the sanctions. They, they, there's about 20 or 30 things that you know the Europe and allies and U.S. can do, and they they talked about how they prepared for them. Shifting money from banks. The oligarchs have other ways to correspond and to shift money and you know, different military aspects, different pipelines. How they can get around that. Stockpiles of money. You name it. So they're ready for these, and they can go about 30 years with some of these. Uh, um, well, know, these it, sanctions in place. You know, I think you would admit that the world is a troubled place these days. And uh, and I'm sorry, but I don't think the Biden administration has its priorities straight. Instead of talking about building up our defenses, they're talking about spending trillions of dollars on things like tree equity. Oh, okay. I got you. The infrastructure bill. Yeah, you never well, did like all, that. All okay. the other stuff. I'm, right. I'm talking about the Build Back Better plan with trillions of dollars of, uh, what, environmental spending. It doesn't matter how the environmental is holding up if we have have a thermonuclear war. Okay. Or we can't defend ourselves. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We would love to hear your view on this. Give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. i got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. And they got uh, a dozen, literally a dozen F-150s that they just unloaded. They're perfect condition. One is one of the models that uh, doesn't have a lot 
lot of fancy accessories. Uh, that's where I always read the word affordable. That's a $40,000 F-150 with four-wheel drive. So that could be the perfect vehicle for one person. Yes, they have one of the F-150s. It's about $65,000. That's not for everybody, but I tell you what, it's got double seats, a sunroof, eight-foot bed, uh, all-wheel drive, uh, four-wheel drive, and uh, just a fantastic vehicle. And it's got basically a half a lift kit already built onto it. So that vehicle is ready to haul. But you can either buy one of them or order up an F-250 Edge, Escape, Echo, Ranger, Maverick, Bronco, full-size Bronco, Mustang, Mustang E, or Mach-E, Explorer Expedition, and they'll make you another happy customer at the Sunbury Motor Company. Family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. They'll take good care of you. Okay, we're burning up here. All right, Eric, thank you for patience. So while we announce our good sponsor, you are on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. So now Europe is at war again. Biggest uh, attack since World War II reported. Um, first, I think some things that we can feel blessed for here in the United States that we do have uh, freedom of the press, and we don't agree. I mean, there's there's uh, there's two sides or three sides to everything. We have Fox News on the far right, and we have uh, some of the other stations perhaps on the far left or in the middle. But we do have freedom of the press, and this is something that the Russians don't have. All the Russian people have is what they're being force-fed by the bully Putin, who, that, who said uh, he attacked because of uh, a need to denazify, <laughs> denazify the Ukraine. Uh, we at least have, you know, at least Americans can, can know we have information. We know what's going on, uh, whether we, we agree with uh, the reporting or not. However, um, <clears throat> Does our, our former president uh, need to be muzzled a little bit? Um, what he he said, um, he, I think, is showing his true colors on the whole thing. Um, he was quoted as saying on the uh, Travis and Buck Sexton show yesterday uh, that Vladimir Putin is very savvy, has made a genius move by declaring two regions of the eastern Ukraine as independent states. Um, he also quoted as said, uh, yeah, um, let's see, I know him very, he's a guy, he's very savvy. I know him very well, Trump said of Putin, uh, very, very well. By the way, this never would have happened with us. Had I been in office, not even thinkable. This would never have happened. <laughs> Eric. Uh, this is basically, he's saying if he was president, this wouldn't have happened. Eric. And it wouldn't have. Did you listen to this yesterday? We talked about this yesterday, these big comments. Okay. Uh, sorry. I was, uh, I was busy. <laughs> okay. Yesterday. Well, what's uh, your comment so on those comments? Night, then. Okay. So he called in to, the, uh, to Fox News last night, and um, he, he had to be pulled, pulled off, pulled off the air because uh, he was saying that this is all caused by the fake election. And at that point, they actually pulled him off. Fox News pulled former President Trump off the air. What show was um, he on? What show was it? This was on the, um, I got it right here. Uh, call an interview on Fox News. Uh, the Laura Ingraham show was referring to, you know. All right, um, that's 10 to 11, as I recall. Yeah. Uh, I believe it happened, at, it happened early morning, so it was after 12, you know. Um, so. Okay. And then they brought him back on, and then he claimed that the U.S. had, had begun amphibious, <laughs> amphibious operations to go into the Ukraine. And Ms. Ingraham had to correct him and say, no, former president, that was actually the Russians who were doing this. Well, she gives him the... On the internet, uh, you can see, um, 
My point is this. Uh, we are here because of the mistakes, overt or not, by the former president, who tried to get us out of NATO. He, he, said he, did not, he did words. not try to get us out of NATO. Okay, That's a lie. I, I believe it was my call, and I'm going to share what is off Wikipedia. Donald Trump expressed interest of withdrawing from the organization during the 2016 presidential campaign. He was trying to right? get people to pay up their bills, pay their dues. Okay, and if, we didn't, if they didn't pay up, what was going to happen, Joe? Well, pay we don't or? know. We don't know because they paid up. <laughs> that was his threat, pay up or we're leaving, right? His threat was pay up. If there was no concern, Joe, over us leaving NATO by accident of the president, why then in 2019 (laughs) did the House of Representatives unite and pass the NATO Support Act? Eric, Joe's got his. There's no point in relitigating. There's no point in relitigating this. You want to blame everything on President Trump. Nothing President Biden did is all right. Everything's fine. My perspective is we would not be here if if uh, the bully Putin didn't think he'd get away with stuff. Well, the, and he got away with, with taking the, uh, you know, the, um, the Crimea. So you don't think he th- thought he could get away with it because Biden is weak? No, I think he got away with it because he knew that he started this back when, uh, I believe, back when President Trump had that buddy-buddy meeting with him. Well, uh, if and president now the president is even now saying he's savvy. He's, he's, a, he's a guy. I, I, you understand what guy. he's doing. If President you know, Biden is so strong, Eric... time of war, almost at war. Right. Eric, if President Biden is so strong, why would Putin want to take him on? All right, we got to move president on, Biden Eric. Is doing what he Wrap can. Up. President Biden is in no one situation. You guys would be screaming bloody murder if we had troops right now in Ukraine. All right, we got to go, Eric. Okay, he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. He's trying, he is trying to take the diplomatic ways of addressing this and also sanctions we can do. All right. What are we going to, would you guys agree we should be having troops right there fighting now, Americans fighting the Russians over this? We can't. Don't, don't answer that, Joe. Do? <laughs> don't answer it. Don't engage him. Thank you so much, Eric. Really appreciate, I appreciate the call. The yep, yep. Thank good, you. good for your points all. If he was so strong. <laughs> Wrong, why would why would uh, why would Putin want to take on this strong, tough President Biden? I'm just curious. And now the Stan Comedy <laughs> Hour is underway. All the clown cars pulled up. <laughs> well, Eric was Eric, Eric was good for a good laugh, but uh, it's not Biden's fault. It's Trump's fault. Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! It's all Trump's fault. He did it. Now let me ask you a question: Who put the sanctions on a Nord Stream? two pipeline years ago. Who was that? Oh, yeah, that was Mr. Trump as president. Number 45, president of the United States, Eric. And who removed those sanctions? Oh, that's right. It was number 46, president of the United States, Joe Biden. And now who says he's being big, strong, tough guy? He's put sanctions on those again. After the pipeline is complete and all they have to do is get certification to use it. Who is that? That's Biden. Yep. You got that right. So I don't want to. Yeah. So 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 yeah. It's Trump's fault. Yeah. He he wasn't because he was going to get out of NATO. I don't think uh, any president can just unilaterally pull the United States out of NATO. It probably has to because it's a treaty would have to be approved by the Congress. Do you think that would have happened? No. Nope. No. And and for the, them to pay up, yeah, that needed to be done because they weren't pulling their full, you know, their weight. The United States is dumping billions of dollars a year into NATO to defend those countries that are buying oil from Russia. And come to speak of it, we're buying oil from Russia to the tune of half a million barrels per day, or plus, more than that. And because we do not produce the amount of oil that we were producing because of Biden. Yep. 
That's all. No, you're right. So now we're now now we're in a quagmire. Well, we haven't gotten involved yet, and we better not send any of our men and women over there to die in Ukraine because of Biden trying to cover up his little boy Hunter's misdeeds over there in the Ukraine. Because that's what this is about: trying to cover their tail about how their corruption. One of our listeners says Biden or Hunter has a diamond mine in Ukraine. Well, that I have no idea about. All I know is he was getting <laughs> some fifty-eight or eighty-some <laughs> thousand dollars a month on a board of directors of an oil company that he had no business being on because he knew nothing about oil. Well, the only thing he had was the name Biden. He had influence. Yeah, and isn't that selling influence? Isn't that illegal? Influence peddling. As a politician to sell influence? <laughs> I think that's if they give you a paper bag full of cash. If you do it in Washington D.C., it's called lobbying. Right, and and you know, but ten percent for the big guy, for Biden. Yeah, we, we we got it all figured out. You know, so Biden. Yeah, but it, but it's but it's according to Eric, it's all Trump's fault. He wouldn't be sitting here. You know, who's who's uh, the one that told? Um, I guess it was Medvedev or whatever his name is, the uh, Secretary of State for Russia back in uh, six fifteen or sixteen that he more or maybe it was a little earlier than that. During, during one of the elections, I guess 12, that he'd have more flexibility after the elections, and Russia ran roughshod in their Ukraine then? Yeah, that was our beloved President Obama. Right. So, and Biden was vice president at the time. So, Putin knows what he can get away with these with well, these, this crew that's Trump's in charge. In, uh, Trump's in Putin's pocket, but it was Obama who said, tell Vlad I'll have more <laughs> flexibility after the election. That's right. That's, that's what it was. That's right. So yeah, so but the lies for as far as Trump Russia that came from the Hillary campaign and funneled through the CIA, the FBI, and the Obama administration. Those lies are coming out and slowly but surely. And it was also Obama who mocked uh, a presidential candidate who said that Russia was the biggest threat to our national security. Yep, yep. Democrats, you know, they just keep you know those 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 high up muckety muck elite Democrats. They just Russia's their pal until they're not. Well, I mean, I think President President Biden needs to do what he threatened to do. And there may be consequences, but at that point, I think we need to stand behind the president and say, okay, we're going to accept the fact that some of this stuff, we, we may have to pay a small price for this, maybe a larger price. But we can't, uh, afford, large price. We can't afford to let uh, Putin run wild in the world anymore. We can't, we can't go back to appeasement the way Neville Chamberlain did at the start of World War II. It doesn't work. It's never worked. It never will work. We either deal with them from strength, or we should stop dealing at all. Well, then, the, the, because he said he sent his emissary over there to, you know, whatever she was supposed to do, Miss Harris. Yeah, that was a real joke. Did you hear some of the statements about what the reporter asked her if the if the negotiations still open? And she says, yeah, the window's open, but it's still open. Maybe not open. I forget exactly, but it made absolutely no sense. It was a nice word salad, but the. You know, the, the, the window's still open as far as, you know, not imposing sanctions if they negotiate. Yeah. Well, Putin's looked at that and laughed. <laughs> the window is closed. All right, thank hey, you so hey, much, thanks Stan. Thanks for bringing the clown car back today, Stan. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. <laughs> yep, yep. Clowns, clowns on wheels. Yep, bye. Clowns are us. Sorry. We appreciate that. Stan, super caller, always helps us get good conversations going. To be continued, got two callers waiting, and we'll take more comers. 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Vladimir Putin's getting a free 
ride today, but uh, President Biden's doing a hurt dance. So uh, what's your view on the U.S. response so far? We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. Or check that 945 this morning. CBS political analyst Pamela Falk checking in. We'll be talking to her at uh, 945. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Upper right-hand corner, this doesn't make sense to me, but it probably does. Biden wants to impose economic sanctions. Russia produces 10 million barrels of oil per day. Russia gold reserves are 2,300 tons, I guess, tonnies, T-O-N-N-E-S. If oil goes up $10 per barrel, Russia adds $3 billion per month. If gold rises 10%, Russia adds $15 billion. Russia feels no pain, just profit. All right, appreciate that. Harry, thank you for waiting an inordinately long time for a busy guy. We appreciate it. You're on the mark. Okay. Um, one of the things that I, uh, hearing Eric's call, I never really expect Eric to let the facts get in the way of a good story, and, and once again, he did not, <laughs> did not disappoint me. The fact of the matter is that Biden's first foray into the Ukraine with the Crimean Accords and everything where, that are now being violated, occurred back in 2014 and 15. Uh, I believe at that time, President uh, Obama and Vice President Biden were the powers that be. But maybe Eric can remember that Trump was at fault for that, too. I can't remember. Maybe he's got a better memory than me. But my point is that at that point, you had it. 2015, you have an issue with Putin. Uh, putting on his big boy boots and, and running roughshod. You don't have anything from 2017 to 2020 because for whatever the things were, I, Trump probably being as blustery and brash as Putin probably kept a lot of that stuff down. We don't know the inner workings. Probably there's a lot of stuff we shouldn't know. But here we are again, despite the fact that Biden, in his campaign for president, said Putin didn't want him to be president because he stood up to him and he's gone toe-to-toe with him. Uh, within a year of his presidency, he has already been rattling sabers and now is back into the Ukraine, uh, mainly because he wants to reestablish the old Soviet Union. That's what that rambling speech of his was on Monday, if you paid any attention to that. And here's what concerns me the most. I have some friends who, when the election, before the election, had said the biggest reason they wanted to vote for Biden was they didn't like the way the rest of the world looked at our country. Well, in the last few months, we've watched ourselves get uh, embarrassed in Afghanistan by this. Not so much by the pullout, but the the lack of planning 
and the lack of of uh, of uh, common sense evacuation of it. We've watched ourselves get bullied here by by Putin. And my biggest concern is if you're China now and you're saying, boy, he didn't stand up to anybody there, maybe it is time that we take over Taiwan again and take over that whole section of the, you know, the rest of the world that Putin doesn't have. Why would anybody have any faith that clueless Joe Biden is going to have enough spine or strength to stand up to anybody right now? And how would you look at our nation now if you were another country? I don't think you'd feel that we were exhibiting a great deal of strength, in my opinion. I I mean, we're more worried now about whether a a military member has had both shots and a booster than we are about building up a defense. And then trying to buy electric military vehicles. want to take over the world. Right, and then get electric military vehicles, you know, which are fanciful, to say the least. But, But we're not dealing anymore from... People misunderstand, too. Dealing from strength doesn't mean that you will go in and take over somebody. Like, And that's what people don't understand about Putin. He is, not, he is looking to take over things. The Chinese want to take over things. The Muslims, in many cases, want to take over the things, take over things. But for us, we were always the, the watchdog, the person that you could call to help you from being taken over. You can't. There's no reasonably intelligent person, moderately intelligent person, that could think we could do that anymore. And that's the saddest part of all of this. Yeah, you're right, Harry. I'm sorry. It is. It's sad but true. But the thing that bothers me most is that we have fewer options than we should have, because for the past year the administration has been. I think, focused on trying to be the anti-Trump instead of trying to look at what Trump did that was right and try to find ways to improve upon that. They've just written him off as being um, uh, what a, an orange menace, I think they call him, or something, the orange... Well, yeah, and isn't it funny that yesterday you, had, you guys had a, a, a statement on there that CNN had a thing that anybody who, who criticizes or goes, wants to investigate Hillary has Hillary... Um, derangement syndrome and yet the only thing that is ever said about trump is that he was always wrong i mean and that every possible thing that happens in this world is trump's fault i can't wait to see what happens two three and ten years down the road if it will still be his fault it's absolutely amazing to me and that's where you're absolutely right joe we have wasted so much time this administration and and their minions and and their their Bidenites, their followers here, that that nothing is, it's kind of like what we've done to kids now. Kids are never at fault. It's always somebody else's fault. So we've never taught anybody about consequences. Well, we're on the All big right. boy stage right now, and there are consequences, and we are ill-equipped to handle any of these consequences. And that should scare the living crap out of everybody. No, I'm, right. afraid, you're right, you, Harry. Thank I'm you. afraid you're right, Harry. Yep. Harry. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. for calling in. All right, Dale, last caller before the top of the hour. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to say, you know, Pelosi's over here telling uh, the U.N. body that Americans are the plurals. So is she trying to, uh, you know, trying to say that that's that's the reason why they rigged the election? Because the election was rigged, you understand. I mean, I know you probably can't talk about this on the radio, but... No, on CIA, they won't let us. Yeah, the investigation that 
Michigan, University of Michigan, had on Dominion voting machines are not allowed to be released, the information for 50 years, come on now. So now the U.N. decides who, who the, the U.N. can now rig all the elections for all the United Nations. So I think China's going to spill the beans on that, and that's the end of the United Nations. Because if right. you look at it, it all, it all, why would Pelosi go over and say that? I mean, is there a reason she got resentment saying I, that? I'm Why sorry, but I, I, I'm not a big fan of Nancy Pelosi's, but I have never seen any report where she said the American people were deplorable or horrible or anything no, like that. No, not deplorable, but she talked down on them yesterday in front of the U.N. body. Well, you said that Basically. she said they were de- we were deplorable. Basically, she did say that. Basically, she said that. Yeah, she said they were damaged. But well, what did she actually say? I'm not sure, but basically, because oh. a U.N. body, China's already telling the uh, other right. members of the U.N. Find out what she said and call us back. All right, we got you, Dale. Yeah, well, what happens they're not releasing the data from Michigan? That's all. Oh, well, we know we need the data. we got to have the data, Dale. Get us the data. <laughs> okay. We're dumbing her down, baby. You and I, <laughs> one step at a, one day at a time. All right. Well, oh, what was that, the dumb-down initiative? One of our good listeners says... Uh, Joe McGranahan, I'm behind you 100%. Glad you're not afraid to put the uneducated whiners straight. Oh, by the way, hi, Mark. Where are you watching that? Are you seeing that? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Not afraid to put the uneducated That's whiners. it. It's, uh, that's all it is. Just that one sentence. Glad you're not afraid to put the uneducated whiners straight. So good for you, Joe. Then it says to you, give me free reign and learn something. <laughs> I've been trying to teach you, but I... <laughs> As my neighbor used to say, I buy you books, I buy you books, and all you do is rip the covers off of them. (laughs) Never knew what that meant, but... (laughs) All right. To be continued, folks, we'll hear from CBS News analyst Pamela Falk again coming up at 9.45 this morning. And we'd love to hear from you during the 9 a.m. hour. We have to do news headlines. They'll be coming up shortly. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Greetings, now, welcome. here are your hosts for On the Mark, <laughs> excited, Mark Lawrence we? and Joe McGranahan. I cannot wait to get back on the radio. Oh, you're so excited. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Russia invades Ukraine, as you heard on uh, CBS, uh, lots of uh, uh, high death toll already, and in Kiev, and uh, people of all ages. It's uh, tough to hear the uh, children that are uh, killed in this kind of incursion. So, to be continued, but we'd love to hear your view on this. President Biden's really on the hot seat today, not Putin, but uh, Hunter Biden and President Biden. Uh, what's your view? Lots of folks still say the president of the U.S. currently has done what he could. Other folks say he was uniquely qualified to help set us up for this crisis. So we'd love your view on this. one 800 795 You can do as uh, one individual has done, and that's email us at onthemarketwkok.com. And you can text us at 70236, as one individual has done. So we'd love to hear from you. one 800 795 Email onthemarketwkok.com. Text at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. And On The Mark sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. We'll do some brief 
news headlines first. PennDOT's out with some vehicle restrictions that are planned for several roadways in Pennsylvania starting this evening. They say at 7 p.m. they'll have restrictions in place on the entire length of Interstate 80, I-81 from I-78 to the New York border, and the entire length of Route 180. Those restrictions, no motorcycles, school buses, commercial buses, motor coaches without change, recreational vehicles, RVs, or motor homes, passenger vehicles with a trailer, and closed cargo delivery trucks that don't meet the commercial motor vehicle guidelines, tractors carrying double trailers, tractors towing lightly loaded or lightly loaded enclosed trailers, and tractors without trailers not allowed on those roads after 7 p.m. tonight. More news bringing Bucknell and Lewisburg even closer together. One of the goals of the newly elected mayor of Lewisburg, Kendi Alvarez, she says students play a big part of her plans trying to make sure that the university works productively with the nonprofit organizations in Lewisburg. I feel like we can be more strategic in how students interact with local nonprofits by recognizing what are the immediate needs that can be served by them and their community service hours that they provide through that course. There's a meeting tonight in Lewisburg to talk about uh, the Our Town segment that will be produced. She was on WKOK Sunrise. You can hear her interview on the WKOK podcast page. Pennsylvania Capital Star reporting today that the state's highest court uh, picked a map submitted by voters backed by a National Democratic group to be the Commonwealth's next congressional map. In a five-page order, the state Supreme Court ordered four to three that the map known as the Carter Plan be adopted as soon as possible. The four of the court's five liberal justices signed on to the order, while the other Justice Deborah Todd joined two justices elected as Republicans in dissent. The map was filed by, to the court by plaintiffs linked to the National Redistricting Action Fund, a dark money affiliate of the National Democratic Redistricting Committee, while the case was argued by Democratic attorney Mark Elias. The Carter plan, Elias firmed argued, preserves the cores and lines of current districts to the greatest extent possible while accounting for changes in the Commonwealth's population over the past decade. Pennsylvania is losing one congressional seat this year due to lagging population growth. The map fixes this by drawing GOP incumbents Congressman Fred Keller and Congressman G.G. Chomson into the same district. Neither would have to run in that district. Keller can run anywhere in Pennsylvania he so chooses if he wishes to head back to office. Congressman Matt Cartwright and Dan Muser are not in the same district under this map. One local school district around here got very high honors yesterday from the Pennsylvania Agriculture Secretary Russell Redding, the FFA at Central Columbia. Believe me that this world needs what you have now more than ever. It needs your passion, it needs your civility, it needs your engagement, it needs your skills. Central Columbia also given a proclamation on behalf of Governor Tom Wolf for the school's outstanding program there, and several honors received, or several students received honors. The CDC says nearly 95% of all Pennsylvanians have received at least one shot of a COVID-19 vaccine. 
I kid you not. This is right on the CDC website. 95% of Pennsylvanians 18 years of age or, age or older have at least one shot of vaccine. I was surprised to see that. Don't believe it. Uh, let's see. If you're sick of having to pick between a male or female voice assistant with Apple, Siri just got a new gender-neutral sound. Apple says they're beta testing a new voice that doesn't sound male or female. I'd like to hear that voice, wouldn't you? Yep. And uh, Can't fi- imagine what it would sound like. <laughs> Finally, the TSA is going to be in hot water for this one. A woman wrongfully arrested at an airport is now suing. Bethany Farber had to sit in jail for 13 days without being charged or given bail last year after being handcuffed at LAPD, LAX. She was on her way to Mexico when the TSA stopped her and said there was a warrant out for her arrest. She was placed in protective custody for over two weeks before she could get out of prison at which time they realized that she was not who they said she was, or she wasn't the Bethany Farber for whom there was a active arrest warrant, and she was immediately released. Can you imagine being Fat held in jail? lot of good that did her. Two years, no hearing, no two bail. Years? No, two years or two, two weeks, weeks, I'm sorry. Okay. And then finally they come to you, oh, I'm sorry, we made a little mistake, you're free to go. What, what did they offer her in recompense? <laughs> Nothing yet, but I'll tell you what. Well, I would say that they had, she had a lawsuit. It's going to be a biggie. sovereign immunity, maybe they won't allow her. Right. One of our good listeners says, uh, lower right-hand corner, Jay. Eric is wrong. I believe Laura Ingram misstated that U.S. paramarines para were going ashore when she meant Russian. Trump asked her if that's what she meant. Okay, and uh, but you know is, everybody wants to blame everything on Trump. So well, is Lo- well, if he was wrong on that, that's fine. It sounds like she made the mistake. But in any event, Laura Ingraham isn't she the one who isn't all pro-Trump all the time on Fox? Um, I, I think I she think has she stated some yeah, I think she sticks it to him yes. from time to time. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We'd love to talk to you today. President Biden getting more scrutiny today than President Putin, so you can continue that. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Uh, Paul, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Right. Oh, well, uh, good morning. Um, good morning. I was thinking about the uh, fact that uh, back when uh, the Soviet Union fell, um, we were concerned about uh, nuclear weapons falling into the hands of terrorists. And so I think this was in the days of Boris Yeltsin, Margaret Thatcher, and uh, George H.W. Bush that there was an agreement made that we would protect uh, Ukraine if they gave their uh, nuclear weapons back to the Soviet Union. So uh, when Vladimir Putin is going back over his history between uh, uh, Ukraine and and Russia, I think he left out uh, this uh, agreement, and uh, he is directly, uh, uh, this is directly an affront, I don't know, that maybe it's not the right term, but He's breaking an agreement that he made with us and Great Great Britain about uh, about Ukraine to go in there, and uh, so I think uh, I think we ought to think about this about the credibility of our government towards the Ukrainians that um, we uh, we pressured them to give up their nuclear weapons and uh, uh, said that something like this would not happen and. Uh, 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 you know, Vladimir is—he—he's uh, uh, going against that. What do you guys think about that? What's what's the problem there? What obligation does the United States have to Ukraine that we were one of the parties that encouraged them to give up their nuclear weapons, and now the Russian bear is coming after them? 
Well, you know, you deal with what's in front of you at the time. I understand the goal of stopping nuclear proliferation. I think we're all safer in a world that has fewer nuclear weapons and fewer fingers on the trigger. So I don't fault them for trying to do that, you know, or, and, and they did it not just with Ukraine, but with other countries, too. And that's what President Trump was trying to negotiate with North Korea to uh, limited success. Right. Well, it, it, it does seem that, you know, everybody's worried about we don't want to commit our troops over there and so forth, but it seems like the United States has some kind of an obligation to the Ukrainian people um, uh, in, this, in this area. And, um, and again, we've had a weakness under Obama and Biden um, with what happened in Georgia, South Ossetia, or whatever the name of that is, so forth and that and then and then Crimea and uh, now we have this situation so uh, uh, there's a perceived weakness with the Democratic administrations and Putin can do what he wants to do and I would not be surprised today if uh, uh, the, uh, over in China they see this as a good opportunity while the United States doesn't know what we're doing in Europe um, uh, to uh, take Taiwan, so that's the way I think. You know, this is, and they and they were just over there yucking it up and taking pictures together at the uh, at the Olympics. So I I think um, Putin thinks that uh, China has his back in in this thing too about the financial matters and 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 other things too. So it's I think he's a, right. I think he does have his back. And I think it, we'll I think find that out. Not a good situation. And no, if Trump right. if Trump were in office, this wouldn't be happening. Uh, I I think it would be I think it would be less likely, uh, and with the, with the people that Trump had around him as well. It's not it was not just Trump. He had a lot of good people around him, and uh, uh, I think they made uh, better decisions than what we saw in Afghanistan, which uh, again was just such a disgrace um, and incompetence. Um, so uh, I I think. Uh, I think uh, Trump, and, and the thing, people criticize Trump. Trump did not do anything illegal. There were different times when he shot his mouth off, maybe or about something, but when he got into the councils with people and the legal people, they told him what he could do under the Constitution, and he did not. And people should remember, he never stuck any news, he, he argued, fought with the news people. He didn't stick anybody in jail that was a news person. He did not use the IRS to go after his enemies. He did not use all of these other agencies, the CIA, the FBI, and all of them, and so forth. They have all been corrupted by Democrats. They all will do the, what the Democrats want politically. It is pathetic right. in, in, in the government agencies and security people, the Department of Justice, and so forth. We have a mess in this country that needs to be straightened out. And all right, we got to stop going to the Paul. polls and elect people that believe <laughs> We're in freedom. Over limit. If you hear if you hear a Democrat that utters the He's word freedom, up. <laughs> I know that's yeah, true. All right, thank they, they you, sir. They do not utter the word freedom. They're they're communists. They're Marxists. Just they want to run the country okay, just like I the gotcha. Chinese. Good right. day, men. Thank you. All right, thank no, you. He's hanging up. Okay, perfect. Bye, all right. bye. Yeah, thank you. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Stand by, Mike. We'll take more comers. We'll be right back. Jeez. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. 
That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Yeah, according to, uh, who is this? ELA, what is that? Uh, the Electric Light Orchestra, mm-hmm. that's ELA. <laughs> <No. laughs> All right, ELA uh, says the U.S. buys uh, last year about 20 million barrels of oil from Russia per day. And that number was way lower Uh, years ago, back in the 2000s, but it's been steadily increasing since then. It declined during some of the Trump administration, but then 2020 started going back up again. So we surprise, we have, we surprise. have been a this, this is the chart you see this these are thousands of barrels so we have been a huge customer of uh, Russian oil for a long so time. So what happens if we stop? What if, what happens if we don't buy from them? Well, we have to turn to somebody else. Of course, gas prices go up, but that's the nature Next of thing you know, the global we'll markets. OPEC, anyway, we'll be going to OPEC again, saying, "Won't you please raise your your uh, production per day so we can have more oil?" All right, we have. Because we're not we're going to shut down our pipelines. We're going to turn off our supplies here and make ourselves independent or dependent on your energy. All right, lower right-hand corner, Joe. Biden is showing strength against Russia. We should know this is best for our national security, unlike the orange clown who sold us out. All right. <laughs> Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Well, I can tell you what. I'm going to play the lottery today because I, I just followed the best caller I've heard in a long time and the best bumper song I've ever heard on your radio station. And I, so the third time's the charm. <laughs> I'm going down and buy a ticket. <laughs> Good luck. The, <laughs> Thank you. Who was hey, that bumper uh, music? That was Head East. Uh, never, never been, been any, any reason, reason by, by I believe okay. the group was called Thank Head East. Head East. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's what yeah. Uh, he said. Yeah, that's, that's an oldie, I guess. Anyway, and I'm an oldie. So anyway, here's the point of my call. The other day, uh, I just happened to see a snippet of Meet the Press, and Chuck Todd uh, had his panel there, and he said, why didn't Putin make this move? during the previous administration. <clears throat> now, and then I'll paraphrase, you know, the rest of that sentence would be, because everybody knew that Donald Trump was a puppet of Trump, or a, a puppet of Putin. So if there ever was gonna be a time when Putin was gonna make a movie, you would think it would be back then, okay? And it didn't happen. So the narrative that, that was put out by the Democrat party was Biden, or uh, Trump weakened NATO so much that now Putin could make this move. And that's the narrative, but I, I've taken several of my liberal left friends to task and said, well, and I think even one of your calls, maybe, maybe it was Eric, said that uh, Trump weakened NATO. But they never say why and how. It's just that Trump weakened NATO. And I'm wondering if one of your callers would enlighten this Trump pansy here and let me know how Trump 
weaken NATO? Because I, I just think that's one of those false narratives that was thrown out there to try to deflect from the situation that Russia was emboldened by the fact that we didn't really do a good job evacuating uh, and pulling out of Afghanistan. It showed weakness and our weakness in our military and our planning. And then when the oil prices, Russia's known as a gas station with nuclear weapons, okay? <laughs> and yeah, it, 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 is, it is kind of funny, but it wasn't funny yesterday when I had to fill up my car because the price of gas has been going steadily up. And, you know, the, the narrative is it's the supply chain and it's the demand and all that. But you know what? A lot of things that Joe Biden has done has caused the oil price to go up. When he canceled the XL pipeline, the narrative to that, the false narrative is, well, that oil wasn't going to the United States anyway. And we're not going to get into the details of the oil economics, but the reality is canceling that pipeline had a, uh, an impact on the future price of oil just because of the way the world market is. But subsequently, Biden even did worse things when he, you know, he just, he just empowered FERC to make it more difficult to build natural gas pipelines in the United States, which essentially is going to hurt Europe because they're relying on us for a lot of natural gas right now. And he also went back and, and said, hey, we need to put a hold on these permits that I did approve, okay? So he's done two things, the drilling permits, he's done two things that have immediately impacted the future price of hydrocarbons. And like I said, Russia is a gas station with nuclear weapons, and that's where they get their money. But now that they're going to take over the Ukraine, the Ukraine used to be the breadbasket of the Soviet Union, so the food supply, more of the food, world's food supply is going to be controlled by who? Well, didn't the and, Biden administration last year allowed more drilling on public lands than the Trump administration than was taking place during the Trump administration? So to be clear, uh, some places have more land now. Maybe the Anwar region or in the Gulf of Mexico, there aren't any additional permits there. But other place, other public lands had more permits under the Biden administration last year. Well, again, that that is the narrative. But no, that's I have the never truth. seen anyone come out and say, <laughs> where these permits were issued. Were these permits that were issued on land that was, you know, possibly not good, you know, to, to drill on? I mean, because there's a rating on where they think the oil is. And if you, if you say, okay, well, we'll sell this permit to you for this land here at this price, and the oil company says, well, hey, in the future, it may be worth something. I, I don't know. Well, what is the, the Bureau of is, Land Management? The, what is that? I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, you know, they call my wisdom worthless. What's the Bureau of Land Management? Is that a Democratic group? The, the Bureau of Land Management, I have no idea. It's, a, it's, a, uh, it's an organization within the, uh, the government, and again, it was supposed to be nonpartisan, Oh, but, you, so you say you they're know, lying. Let's face I it, gotcha. the people that work for the government, they like okay. more government, and they like more taxes. So right. is it partisan? I doubt it. Okay. Oh, you doubt that it's partisan. Okay, well, that's who says there was more Oh, no, I mean, it's nonpartisan. I doubt. I don't believe much of the government is nonpartisan, because, let's face it, the, the higher taxes are, the more money right. coming in gotta go. to the government, All right. the more benefits, Thank you the so higher much. pay, you know. And we got you, Mike. Thank you so much for yeah, calling Mike. in. We got two yep. other calls. Really we have to get to, and we have yeah, got a guest coming on. All right, we'll take a quick break. Then Chris is next. We'll be right back. 
Don't forget, we got Pamela Falk calling us at uh, 9.45 this morning. So we were talking to a CBS analyst who's stationed at the UN for CBS News. You'll see her on TV and on the radio. Uh, studied at Columbia Law, correct? That's what it is. Remembering that, right? Worked in the U.S. Congress as one of the staffers up there. So that's coming up. Chris, thank you for waiting through the break. You're on the mark. Freedom, freedom, freedom. I just wanted to make that guy's head explode. (laughs) Is that all you think about is freedom? (laughs) Oh, well, it's very important. But in any case, a very good job there on the Bureau of Land Management. You started looking up things. I'm proud of you. Hey, we're bound well, to hit even something. Us, also, even us stupid people out, get some intelligence. things about the, what, what Biden has done and not done at the border, and you'll find out uh, a lot of the policies are still the same as they were under Trump. I'm not smart enough. I'm too stupid. You but, know that. Uh, Don't might, toy with you me. You might want to look up that stuff, and Joe might stop, stop shooting his mouth off about oil production in the United States because it's actually gone up from 2020. Or it was about the same in 21 as 2020, and it's gone up from that now. What? Don't confuse what? us with Amazing the facts. Amazing what facts do for you when you find out things and you just don't shoot your mouth off by what you think you know politically because it's convenient for you. Well, you've already called us garbage and stupid. I mean, what do you expect from us? Oh, I yeah. find that people are, yeah, are intellectually... Me, I've, I've never called you, never insulted you, never, never on this never. program. I think you have. I've heard it several times. I have never called you a name. Never called you a name. (laughs) But in any case, Joe, how about getting your facts straight, okay? Well, Look it up. Well, you get them from MSNBC. I don't. No, I get them from... As a matter of fact, Forbes has an article about how uh, Trump dithered so long that his sanctions on the pipeline did no good at all. And that's Forbes. That's not Democrats. The rest are are oil company statistics that the government collects. So don't tell me where I get my facts, because none of those (laughs) facts came. They came from lists of researching on the Internet. Well, I'm just looking at a story. It says in 2019, the U.S. produced 12.29 million barrels of crude oil per day. and it went down in 2020. And down in 2021. It went and by very marginal, minimal, minimal amount. It but it went down. Exactly it same. went down, it which is what it went and down. And it's gone up this year. Well, we don't know what the end of the year will bring, do we? That's only two months. We don't months. know what the end, but so far it's ahead of last year and, and, and is expected to be much more than last year. Okay. So, and then, then, uh... This idea that somehow Biden shows weakness that you've been propagating is just nonsense. Oh, of course. That's the Democratic line. That's the that's that's the the Fox News line. But he's done a very good job at organizing our allies and getting them together. In fact, the one you were criticizing him for yesterday about lifting the site. The sanctions on the pipeline was an order was an order to strengthen the NATO union because of Germany, and it worked. And now they're on, on board with the with the new sanctions on the on it. Okay. All right. What else? And uh, 
what what Trump did is disparage facts and information and democracies. He often attacked democracies and praised tyrants. He was buddy-buddy with Putin, and he's probably still buddy-buddy with Putin from the way, because they're both saying the same thing now, just like uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox News is talking about, why shouldn't I be rooting for Putin? Why shouldn't I choose Russia over Ukraine? And that's the, that's the, the mega line, which it makes it the Republican line at the moment. All right. Which is sad and tragic, but that's another topic. Yes, it is. And uh, the party is the party is in. It might be able to win elections on wedge issues now, but it's really become a disastrous anti-democratic party trying to overthrow elections, trying to have to talk with no regard for facts whatsoever. And it's uh, and Trump has caused this, and that's also caused all these people who call in your your show with totally crazy stuff. It's encouraged them to be even more crazy, and that is not good for the country because they just look at what they want to believe and then spout it as true. Find a headline on Newsmax or Fox, Fox, yeah or New York Post or whatever, and then repeat it endlessly whether it has any truth to it or not. Yep, that's what's happening. And that's, that's what Trump has done to this country. Right, and these are otherwise intelligent people who believe all this stuff. Do you, that's the most shocking part. You know, one of the women that says that uh, President or Hunter Biden has a diamond mind in the Ukraine is one of the smartest women in the world, literally. Well, almost literally. But and, and she saw on Fox that Hunter has this diamond mine there, and that as a result, that is the truth. Now, if you tell... I don't know whether he does or not. I've never looked that one up. No, he doesn't. It's a false statement. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a Carlsonism. But, you know, but, here's, here's the other thing. You know, you say people watch Fox News and then spout it. Fox News host Sean Hannity pushed back on Monday after former Democratic representative Tulsi Gabbard appeared to defend Russia, citing the country's security concerns about the U.S. and NATO. So far from him she, saying he supported... And she is not a mainstream Democrat. No, but you, you said that, that Hannity was supporting Russia over the over us, over the Ukraine. I, I only mentioned Tucker Carlson, but Hannity has been not as much as as uh, as Tucker by, by quite a bit. But you said that's the line. That's the party line from the Republicans. Apparently it's I not the that, party yeah, line. And because Tucker Carlson is the mega line from the, of the Republicans, and the mega's line is what the MAGA line is what, what controls the Republican Party right now. All right, we got a skadoodle, Chris. But thank and you so Kennedy much. Kennedy was in cahoots with Trump. He pretends to be a newsman, and he had this information about possible violence. At the I think he's a commentator. At, at, I think he's pretty uh, obvious. January 6th, and he didn't report it. He's on a news he network, a news but I don't, I don't think he portrays himself as a newsman. I think he's pretty, he's like a Rush Limbaugh. Fair and balanced. He, how many times <laughs> has he said, fair and balanced news right here. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. <laughs> Appreciate you. Thank you time. for giving us Bye. some education. All right. Some reality facts for otherwise smart people to chew on. There you go. <laughs> uh, one of our listeners says, uh, Chris, OT, or sources? Chris? What are they? Says one of our good uh, callers. All right. We're going to take a quick break. I think you, you read that wrong. I think sources. Chris, what are they? All right. 
to be continued. All right, we will be right back. Our next caller, Eric gets a minute, and then Pamela Falk will be on the radio. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Lower right-hand corner, any one of them. We're going to give Eric a minute. We better go to that. Better do that. Okay, Eric, you're on the mark. Go ahead. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, In response to the texter who said I was wrong about that uh, show that Trump was on, no, I was right. It's out there on the Internet. Uh, The host was talking about this invasion, and then Trump said, you told me about the amphibious base of Americans. You, You shouldn't be saying that. And the host said, no, I said they are Russians. So there, there's the true facts. And, Joe, I just want to bring up uh, a lot, lot of these issues right now with our petroleum-based and, and Russian exports and so forth. Yet you, when we were talking, were making uh, light and fun of the president's attempts for us to go green. You're, make, you're making uh, fun of uh, electric vehicles for military and so forth. So you're poking fun at what is really the root cause of a lot of this, is the fact that Russia has a lot of oil and uh, people are just trying to placate them because they're afraid of them cutting that off. The last thing I want to say is America actually exports a lot of refined products. We import it, and then we uh, refine it, and then export it. And we export to other countries because these oil companies want to make a buck, and they know they can sell it uh, more overseas than they have by shipping it over to the East Coast from the Texas refinery. All right, we got so you. Someone's making a buck out uh, there. Your, your and, minutes and, up. Uh, we have another call. We have to go it's with not us. all the president's fault. All we right. got to go. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. With that, we welcome to the news line Pamela Falk, a CBS News foreign affairs analyst stationed at the UN. We see her on TV and uh, on the radio. Columbia Law studied and worked in the U.S. Congress for a time and uh, highly informed on the foreign affairs. Good morning, Pamela. Thanks morning. for calling in. Good morning, Mark. Very nice intro, but what does it get you when, I mean, you sit, I was sitting there at the United Nations watching. We, the General Assembly meets, they're all talking, oh, negotiation, then the Security Council at 9 p.m. last night said, wait a minute, we better meet, this is not looking good. And in the middle of the meeting, the attack starts. Oh. And I, I, I'm sure I thought the Ukrainian ambassador looked like he was going to cry. I mean, it was just such a shock. To all of the all of the countries, um, it shatters the European peace. What can the world do? Well, um, cer- certainly stand together. That's the first thing because no country can stand alone. Now, Russia has a new best friend, and that's uh, China. But you didn't hear that really from China last night. I mean, they may bail out Russia when it comes to some of these economic sanctions. But they were, let's, let's now go back to bargaining table. Let's not take over all of 
Ukraine, but that's not what it's looking like. It's looking like right now the tanks are rolling in, there are bombs in Kiev, in the capital, um, and who knows? I mean, you're, it's, it's only in Putin's mind, but the Ukrainian ambassador told me on TV last week uh, that Putin wants to go down in the history books as the, the leader who reassembled the USSR. So what can we do? We can make sure that people are aware that there's support for these sanctions because the U.S. does not want to put boots on the ground. If we, ha- if we had to guess, Pamela, um, do you believe that Putin is more interested in actually claiming the territory for the Russian government, or do you believe he's more interested in installing a puppet government that he can control there? The latter. The latter. No question. That's what happened in 2013, 2014. Uh, he didn't like this new government that came in. Uh, the new government had come in um, canceling, uh, or they wanted the Europe. They wanted the membership in the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. He put in a new government that canceled that. Uh, that guy got thrown out, and so he went in. And um, it took Crimea and a piece of Ukraine and, and started the ball rolling on what happened two days ago, which is Russia recognized these two provinces. I mean, imagine if, uh, if uh, another country came in and took two states in the United States and all of a sudden said, now they're ours and just took a chunk. I mean, it's, it's just sort of mind-boggling. Now, those two provinces in the east, in what's called the Donbass area, Lugansk and Donetsk, are provinces that are on the border. There's no question that both sides of the border, in Ukraine and in Russia, there's a lot more relationships, so there's, it's a lot more complicated. And when the Soviet Union fell in, the, in 1991, 92, uh, they were families sort of divided. But that's not the majority of Ukrainians. And in 2014, when Putin went in, people were about 50-50, according to what the, the polls I've seen, uh, because Ukraine has been a democracy. You can see that. But today, uh, the Ukrainians are about 90% against any Russians coming in, and they'd like membership in the European Union, they'd like eventual, which wasn't going to happen tomorrow, wasn't going to happen for a few years, membership in the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And this just uh, shows that Putin isn't stopped. Now, what can we do? We can support these sanctions, but all of it is hitting the U.S. I mean, the oil prices are as high as they, you know, are skyrocketing, and the stock markets are down because nobody wants war. Well, let me ask you this question. Putin has said, don't mess with us. Stay out. Any other country that gets involved and tries to interfere with us, they'll pay a tremendous price. If you had to speculate about who has the upper hand with respect to sanctions and things short of war to uh, modify someone's behavior, would you give the nod to Russia or to us? I I think um, the West. When you look at European relations with Russia, especially Germany, um, who had had negotiated for years this what's called the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which was a pipe a natural gas pipeline that went from um, Russia to Germany via Ukraine. That's canceled. Um, the all of 
Europe is going to be hit really hard, and um, Europe trades with Russia more than we do. And so uh, th- th- those kind of cutoff sanctions, biting sanctions, um, will have to hit. Now, he's known that sanctions were going in, and sanctions have gone in for many years, and so Putin isn't stupid. He put his money elsewhere and has all his personal money maybe protected, but the the government can't function without the financial reporting systems and those are the ones that i think we're going i mean that are supposed to go in and we'll hear from president biden today so the the some really tight sanctions may hit it will also hit the rest of the world it'll hit the united states and it'll hit western europe now you're you're really familiar with the united nations and of course on the security council the russians have a veto can the yeah. un at all be effective in this with russia sitting there saying yet i uh, yes but not in any enforceable way is the bottom line in other words the general assembly is 193 countries has no real power except the bully pulpit as we say uh you know they can if you see the whole world condemning russia except for maybe belarus and china uh, and a few other countries uh then you you see that they're going to become somewhat of a pariah state on the security council which is what you're talking about it's 15 powerful nations five of the permanent members and all of those have vetoes russia is actually the president resets the agenda of the security council for the month of february so that's about to end but they still have the veto so what the plan is right now is is for the Security Council to come up with a resolution that condemns Russia. <laughs> Sorry, it was a very late night. And um, they'll veto it, and then they'll go to the security to the General Assembly for a unified statement. A lot of folks say President Biden and when he was vice president and his uh, life in the Senate have uh, taken a series of steps and missteps that led to this and led to Putin's action today. A lot of folks say President Trump did what he could while he was in office that would have prevented this uh, from happening. Your view on what the U.S. presidents had on this uh, global crisis? Well... Um, I think it's very hard. I mean, I don't mean to sidestep it, but it's very hard for a U.S. president to sidestep this KGB um, master, uh, Putin, who, I don't say it in a good way, um, who will do what he has to do, and he's a nuclear power. Ukraine, by the way, ironically, gave up its nuclear weapons in exchange for recognition of its borders and its sovereignty that wasn't a smart move as it turns out and i uh, the it, i don't think either trump or biden would would be able to do what they had to do to stop putin at a certain point because the the only way to stop putin may be militarily and so this will take a little more time uh, but I think uh, it will come around to at least stopping Russia in its tracks. But, you know, we heard this, this song before in, in, the, you know, in World War II, um, and we'll just have to see how it plays out. I think when people start to see civilian casualties, which are, we're starting to see this morning, uh, it's, it's go- the reality is going to hit that this is not just Russian tanks go in and he puts in a puppet government. The Ukrainian people don't want the Russians in there, and it's going to be a Ukrainian versus Ukrainian, almost like a civil war. 
The last time we heard the words denazification, it was in 1945, and General Patton was getting in trouble for keeping Nazis in power to make things run. Uh, is the Ukraine somewhat far right? Are they fascist there? Uh, you've got a great sense of history, Mark. Um, no, that's a joke. No, no, I think they're just no on the on, on the other side. I mean, you've seen Zelensky. I mean, he was he was elected Volodymyr Zelensky. The president was a comic. You understand that? I mean, he, you know, he was somebody who was a popular leader. People compare him to Reagan. Uh, he's he's someone who wants what everybody else uh, in Europe wants, and that's a piece of the pie. They don't want communism. They don't want, uh, I don't think they're, uh, you know, the government um, could be described as fascist in any way, except that uh, they don't want what the Russians want. Now, look, you have to, if you want to go back in history, Nikita Khrushchev, um, when he left power, he went to, he retired in Ukraine. He gifted Crimea to Ukraine. There's 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 a lot of relationship here between Russia and Ukraine, and they both and uh, they both see each other as sort of part of the family. Now that's changed over time, and the Ukrainians want the want what what we want. I mean, they want food and and the West and everything that that capitalism holds dear, and. Um, the Russians are threatening that. So I think what uh, the, the the only way to look at it is um, this is Putin exercising a lot of military might where he can. It goes back to Thucydides. When you look at the Peloponnesian War, uh, that they, he said the rich, I mean, the strong do what they can, the the uh, the weak do what they can, the rich the the strong do what they must. That's right out of the back of my brain. <laughs> Good for you. And that's Joe with the fabulous history, not me. Not me. Our audience is, was laughing out loud when you say that. Because yeah, Mark doesn't know his I just have the opposite uh, viewpoint on things. I don't even know what day this is. But, okay. So, but really quickly, what is I next? I certainly don't. We left the U.N. at 2 in the morning last night. Oh, my and gosh. I get back at 8. So. Is it, uh, they're going to try something tomorrow. But, you know, it's, it's just the power of... Um, you know, of moral power at this point, because uh, the U.N. is set up to allow Russia and the United States and France and U.K. and China to have all the power. All right. Well, we very much appreciate your observations, and thank you for yes, calling in much. again. Great to talk to you. And Absolutely. Uh, no, great to talk to you. We'll look, at it. We'll we'll talk look to forward you to having you back again. Right, thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Mark, and thanks, Joe, for your history lesson. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing he knows. All right, super. Uh, Pamela Falk, uh, CBS News uh, foreign analyst and uh, stationed at the U.N. Uh, Joe, not this particular one. Read another one. Okay. If NATO is weakened, it's because... Well, <laughs> So you're saying you have to be able to see it? To yeah, I have it? to be able to see it. I, okay. I'm sorry. I've, I've lost my powers of uh, telepathy. Uh, if NATO is weakened, it's because NATO members are beholden to Russia for a large amount of their energy. And then the big lie still going strong. If Trump was in office, Putin wouldn't have attacked Ukraine. Laughing out loud. 
Uh, one person says Paul is 100% correct. Another says Biden is showing strength against Russia. We should know this is best for our national security, unlike the... Oh, I already read that. Unlike the okay. orange clown who sold us out. Upper right-hand corner, hit delete when you're done. Okay, Eric, when Putin threatened Ukraine, Trump sent Ukraine tank-blasting javelin missiles. Putin didn't make a move. When Putin threatened in 2014 to invade, Obama and Biden sent blankets and meals ready to eat. And Putin invaded the Crimea. This time, Putin watched us cave to the Taliban, which led to the disastrous pullout in Afghanistan. And then he watched as Biden killed the sanctions on the Nord Stream pipeline while blocking the construction of the Keystone pipeline here. Nordstrom? Po- you mean like the department store? Nordstrom's the department store. Okay. I said Nord Stream. It's the Nord Stream pipeline. Oh, okay. Putin loved it when Biden and his handlers reversed Trump policies and made us energy dependent. Now we have to buy some of our oil from Russia. Putin knows Biden is weak and incompetent. Biden's approach has been to put Putin or let Putin make moves and then threaten him when he does. Now, here we are. It's almost like the progressives that run the Biden administration laid out a red, ironically, carpet <laughs> for Putin. <laughs> All right. Okay. Why that work? Then, uh, too bad Trump has been demonized by the left or he would have uh, been sent to, the, to meet with Putin to talk to him. Of course, this will never happen because if Trump were to succeed in having Russia pull out of Ukraine, that would be a win for Trump. And then uh, Tom says, Chris has just unloaded the clown car. Step to the rear. Okay. And in Washington, government bureaucrats do what they are told. Oh, my gosh. For the first time in history, we read everything that we had in front of us. (laughs) Well, that's my job here. Well, and President Trump uh, probably just would have let Putin go into the Ukraine. They liked each other, as uh, Chris was so kind to remind us that uh, President Trump liked despots. President Trump dealt with uh, uh, the uh, North Korean dictator harshly and gently. I think he was sensitive. He was sensitive to what the situation required. If you hear him talk, they were in love. So I don't know if that's <laughs> harsh or gentle or what. They exchanged love letters that uh, President Trump illegally took to Mar-a-Lago with him and then flushed him down the toilet. Although he said he ate one of them. Okay, either way, this is WKOK Sunbury. <laughs>